Hello and welcome to the Daily Nugget. I'm Mike Conan and this is today's Daily Nugget. Well, we've been talking about things that might get you killed. And we've been looking at stories in the Old and New Testament. We're in the New Testament now where God was so upset with what was happening that he brought the ultimate punishment, death. And I think these are things that we actually would want to pay attention to. And I have told you many times that I don't think God still does this same kind of punishment today because I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of the things that we experience and we just think that they're random deaths, maybe they're not. I don't know. Uh, things happen and judgment happens. And um, I heard um, the other day about a at a, a meeting, and you probably have seen this before, but um, someone was uh, standing up to curse Israel. And the guy evidently had a a, a brutal heart attack or something along those lines immediately, like right as he was saying it. And I thought, man, that's crazy. And it, it, that wasn't really what spurred this, but it's one of those things. And and uh, you'll have to look it up and see what you think. Um, having said all that, uh, we're coming to our second to last one here. And this one is one that is a little bit more subtle and you may not have found it, but it's in 1 Corinthians. And the Apostle Paul is going through uh, the talking about communion and he's in first corinthians 11 and there's some problems with the people taking communion he says that there's factions among them and some people are eating everything and giving people nothing and which makes me think that they used to take more than one piece of bread like communion used to be something more than just a tiny little thing uh, because people were able to get enough on it um, to get drunk and to get enough on it to get not go hungry anymore uh, and others were not getting anything. And it was this whole thing of selfishness, greed, division that was rampant, I guess, in this in Corinth for a little season. So Paul writes him and, and talks about the Lord's Supper and, and how important it is and how sacred it is and how they should prepare their hearts when they're taking it. How could somebody possibly take the Lord's Supper in the right manner and be so greedy and be so selfish and be in division with and an enmity with those that are around them, so much so that they would do those type of things. Uh, and then he has this line in there, and it says, For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning, uh, the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Really interesting. Many of you are weak and ill, and some have died because they did not prepare their bodies to take in the Lord's Supper. And by that, he means spiritually prepare their bodies or mentally or emotionally, uh, spiritually in particular, humbling themselves before God. And uh, this one is one that I really think that would be wise for us to just take a pause and think about. Uh, the Apostle Paul saying, if you're not worshiping the right way and in the right manner, it could kill you. I mean, think about that for a second. We see it in the Old Testament too, by the way. We we can look at stories of people worshiping uh, a different God other than Yahweh, and he commands them, and he is the force that takes their lives. Uh, God is very zealous about how we worship him. He's very zealous about uh, how we come to him. 
He wants us to come to him humbly. He wants us to come to him dependent upon him. He wants us to come loving each other as one community rather than factions. He doesn't want us to come with a greedy heart that's out for ourselves, but wants us to come out, uh, come to him thinking of others. And there is so much in this uh, passage here. Uh, and of course, communion was a centerpiece of the worship experience at that time. And of course they did singing. We know that. We know they also had teaching. We know that. We know that they prayed. We know that because it's in, it's recorded in the scriptures and it's a central part of things. So some things haven't changed, but this Lord's Supper piece is really interesting. And I'm going to talk about two things related to it. And one is this, and and this may not be your tradition, and, and that's okay. Uh, you can believe something else, that's fine. I just want you to know, as I read this passage, though, I'm reminded that there is power in the Lord's Supper. It is not something to be messed around with. It is different. And uh, when the Reformers were fighting over the Lord's Supper, uh, it was really interesting because uh, the Catholics had, had, of course, had a very strong stance that Jesus was, in essence, being sacrificed, and it was physically the sacrifice of Christ that is happening every single time uh, the communion was being taken of, or as they, they called it, the, the Eucharist. And when the Reformers were debating, Martin Luther was in the line similar to um, the the Catholics in the sense that it, it is my body. He just couldn't get around that. And, and he believed, and Lutherans to this day still believe that in some way, shape, or form, the body and blood mysteriously turn into uh, the body and blood of Christ to nourish us and to strengthen us. They don't believe Jesus is sacrificed, but they believe it is the physical body and that Jesus is physically, his body is present around the world when communion is taken. Uh, the other reformers like Zwingli and Calvin and, and others who uh, have come out of that line believed uh, that, yes, communion is powerful. Yes, communion is different than just bread and juice where you remember Jesus. Communion, there's something about it that is rich and powerful, and they believe that the Holy Spirit is present in the elements in a way that he is not in just regular bread and juice. And he is there, and they called it a means of grace. As you take communion in the right manner, God's Spirit uh, gives you strength uh, for whatever it is that you're facing. It doesn't simply just point us to Christ, which of course it does. And it's not just a remembrance of Christ, which of course it is. Uh, but there is something about it that also has spiritual power. Uh, and it's mystical and awesome in, in the sense that it's the Holy Spirit's presence. So that's the first thought. Is I, I think that this passage and a couple others, but this one in particular, make me think there is more to communion than a lot of people think. Uh, the second thing that, of course, stands out here is, boy, we should be really mindful of how we go to worship. First of all, we should be mindful to go to worship. I think that's important. <laughs> I mean, I know that's go without saying, but we should also be mindful of how we go into uh, the throne room of God. Because when we are entering into worship, we're not just sitting in a sanctuary with a bunch of people. We are entering the very presence of God, which we have come to know him as a, a king who is enthroned. And, and we enter his throne room along with all the people around the world who are worshiping and the people who have gone before us who are worshiping. And so there's something really powerful about the worship experience and especially communion that we see here uh, that that you and I should pause and you and I should get our hearts right. We should check for greed. We should check for uh, disunity. We should check for uh, anything in us that is not focused on the Lord. And especially we should check for humility and humble ourselves before God. That's why a lot of churches do a prayer of confession 
before they take the communion uh, so that people can confess and have their hearts in the right place. And um, I don't know how it works today. I don't know if God actually does uh, punish the same way, but this is a New Testament thing. Uh, you'd have to have some proof in your mind that would show that this is not continuing on today in my mind. Uh, so I'll leave it at that. And I'll just say this. I maybe wonder and pause if if we shouldn't wonder and pause if a lot of the reasons that we see people weak and ill and maybe even some deaths are because people are not worshiping in the right manner. I could tell you a couple of stories related to that, but I'm already at eight minutes in this one, so I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Thanks for listening. I know it's a little longer, but hopefully it's worthwhile for you. Uh, this is the ministry of R2 Legacy. Richest blessings on you.